Hello everyone, welcome back to Messy Notebook Paper, your essential podcast for all things movie and TV, and today for music. I'm your host Riley, and I figured I would go back and do another episode of explaining my Spotify playlists. Um, I have a few other ideas for podcast episodes. If you listen to the one that came out today, I'm recording this on Sunday, January 9th. I had the second part of the Friday the 13th review series with my sister coming out today. So those two episodes are up. That's basically like the new, newer episodes that I guess you could look out for. I'm hoping I'll post this one next Sunday. So the, f- not the 15th, that's nine plus seven, 16th. I can do math. And then I'm hoping to do a, all the books I read in 2021, which are 72 books, including the American Girl Bo- Girl Doll books that I read. And then I was also thinking of doing, um, I have this list on Letterboxd, which is this app I use to rate and review movies. Um, that's like 2021 movies that were like either new, so they're fresh new movies that came out in 2021 and I saw them in the year 2021, or they are movies that I have never seen before but watched for the very first time in 2021. And that is 87 movies, which is insane. Because that's not even all the movies I watched. Like, I've got a problem. But I was thinking I would do the book one soonish. I still have a few more weeks left of my break before going back to class. So I figured I'd get that done. And yeah, so hopefully we'll be set. I wish I could space them out a bit more because I know once school starts, probably won't have much time to do it. I can maybe crank out a few more of the Spotify ones because since last time, which speaking of last time, I did my enemies to lovers playlist, which is I hate him, but I can't stay away. It's a very short episode, which is good. But now the playlist is a bit different because I decided to, when I was listening to Dangerous Woman, by the way, probably my favorite Ariana album. I haven't listened to all of Ariana's albums, but I love it. And that just captures the enemies to lovers, bad boy, good girl tropes, in my opinion. So what I decided to do was do all of the songs on Dangerous Woman, put that in the playlist and make it like an outline, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does, but basically it's like, it's the, (laughs) it's the like, not outline's a bad word. It's like the building blocks, mate. I don't know if that's the right phrasing either, but basically like, it's not how it's set up right now, but like. So if you listen to that other episode, I forget what it's called, but like explain my Spotify playlist, Enemies Lovers, the first song is Busy Boy by Chloe X. Halley. But how I would usually do it in my head is what I'm thinking is like, I'd start with a song from Dangerous Woman and then do songs that remind me of that. But this is different. It's like, I have the original playlist and then I just added all of Dangerous Woman and kind of included it into where it belongs, like in the story, if that makes sense. But yeah, so I think it's every song on Dangerous Woman. Is every day on there? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, the only one that's not on there is Be Alright, because not my favorite song. It's a bop, though, but um, it doesn't really fit. But all the other songs do, including Every Day. I hate that song, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so today I'm going to be explaining quite possibly one of, if not my favorite Spotify playlist that I've made, other than like my repeat on repeat playlist, which is just like my favorite songs right now that I listen to like in the morning or when I'm getting ready, stuff like that. It's just like a random playlist. It's not anything super crazy. Same with like my sleep um, playlist and my favorite Christmas songs, which I guess I could delete, but also it's a, it's like, I don't want to forget that these are, I don't want to have to make it again every year. It's also, I don't think I have taste when it comes to Christmas music. I also don't have taste when it comes to Christmas movies. 
that's my toxic trait. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I have a I Hate Being Famous playlist. And this playlist been, has been ruminating in my mind because my favorite author is Taylor Jenkins Reid. And all her books are just I Hate Being Famous. Well, it's they're about famous people. I don't think they all hate being famous. Nina and Malibu Risen hates being famous. I don't know if Daisy Jones and Billy and the rest of the band and Daisy Jones and the Six do. They just have their own personal problems. That book, listen, I was a Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm currently a Taylor Jenkins Reid stan. Like, she is my favorite author. I love her. I love her books so dearly. I'm just, I'm, th I know she's got another one coming out. Sorry, I have my computer open, so I'm going to get, um, distracted. Let me move my phone. Taylor Jenkins read next book. Let's see if she'll release it. Anyway. Oh, yes. I know Malibu Rising. Oh, she's got a website. Ooh, I should resubscribe. <laughs> Let me write my email in so I get updates. Because I heard she is writing another... So basically, okay, if you haven't read her books, which, what are you doing, bestie? Um, she, ooh, signed copies also available. Well, my copy of Malibu Rising is signed. Books, here we go. Perfect. I don't know if she's going to have another one out. Um, what is Taylor... No, I know Malibu Rising. That's so frustrating. Anyway, so Taylor Jenkins reads books. She started with, like, um, for, like, women's fiction, romance, kind of, like, they're a bit. I got them all for Christmas, and, like, I'm only reading them because I like her. Some of them are interesting. I know they're making One True Loves into a movie with Philippa Sue and the guy who played Shang-Chi. So maybe I'm interested, but, like, the plots are a little, like, her husband died. Now she has to remember what love is like. And, um, like, you know, Nicholas Sparks-esque, if you will. But her newer books, so The Seven Husbands of Evan Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, and Malibu Rising are about famous people in different decades, and they're all connected by this character, Mick Rivera, who is, mm, the next, if I see that man, it is on sight. I, I don't know if he's going to show up in the Daisy Jones and the Six Amazon show. He probably will, because that's, like, what, what, that's, like, the main, not the that's that's giving him a lot more credit than he deserves but it's like the connector between the books to show that they're all in the same universe which is so cool i love it i love it so much so um uh several husbands of evelyn hugo is about evelyn hugo she is an actress in the 60s and 70s 80, i think she gets the oscar in 82 i want to say i did just read those books again so and then like but set in modern day she's just telling the story but she was famous in the 60s and then daisy jones in the six takes place in the 70s about a rock band and when i first read that that was my first uh taylor jenkins read book i didn't really like it but i reread it okay it's still not my favorite <laughs> evelyn hugo and Mal malba rising is my favorite malba rising then evelyn hugo then daisy jones in the six but daisy jones in the six like dude Something must have hit because I was reading it at Barnes and Noble and reading about Daisy. Okay, listen, I don't like Daisy or Billy. I'm going to be honest because I like Billy's wife, Camila. Billy, <laughs> Billy is like he, when he starts off in the book, he's like not happy-go-lucky. I don't think that's the right word for it, but he's with Camila. But then when he's on the 
tour. He's, like, hooking up with other women. He's on drugs. He's not doing a good thing. And then promising his wife, who Camila sticks through a lot more than she should. I am a Camila lover. She's my favorite character in the book. But, um, so she's like, listen, you gotta get your act together. So he does. He goes off the drugs and he goes off the booze. And, um, he decides, like, settle down. He's not gonna be cheating on her anymore. But then he starts catching feelings for Daisy. Daisy's loving with him. And there's, like, all this, like, unrequited. <laughs> it's so good. But then in Malibu Rising, it's about these four siblings who are this, the kids of Mick Rivera. They don't all have the same mom, but they're the kids of Mick Rivera who shows up who is one of Evelyn Hugo's husbands. That's one of the parts of the book. She has seven husbands, but she's gay. She, he is one of, he is her third husband. And yeah, he is her third husband. Yes, that makes sense. And in Daisy Jones and the Six, he makes like a pop-up where he has this party. Gross. And then in Malibu Rising, it's like, you see his love story, you get his backstory. But then the fourth book, apparently, that she's going to come out with is going to be set in the 90s. No one knows like what the famous thing is. In Malibu Rising, they were, like, surfers slash, like, Nina was a model. The first time I read it, I was like, I wish there was more model stuff, but I think reading it again, there is, like, a lot of, like, model stuff. So I'm not sure she'll do a model. I'd love to see, like, a fashion designer or, like, people are saying, like, a child star. I would also love that. Or, like, maybe, like, even, like, a pop star, like, Britney style. Was Britney in the 90s? I don't know. But, like, a younger child star, pop star kind of, like, probably with drug issues that's what taylor Jenkins reads is a lot a lot of drugs a lot of booze we got addiction problems up in here anyway i've been rambling but anyway so this i hate being famous playlist is based on the short story i wrote for my creative writing class so i figured i'd read the short story and then go into the playlist and explain because i'm very proud of this little thing i'm putting out into the world so we're gonna do that but then i also have a few other playlists i just created i have a summer love that one's not great what would I actually do? What would I do? What would I do? Oh my god, why did I fall for him? I would definitely explain that. I hope she's a beautiful fool. That's um my Gatsby playlist. I would do I'll Never Call You Again. That is a very sad playlist. Um <laughs> When you snitch on the kid who plagiarized. No comment. Uh, so yeah, let's get started. Um, shit, that's the wrong playlist. Okay. Um, let's get started. I'm gonna read this short story, and basically, the assignment was just write a short story. Like, seven to eight pages. This is ending up being ten, I believe, because I edit ended up editing it and everything. And I think I'm just gonna read it. That's all I really need to know. <laughs> so, get ready. Okay, so I have it, um, currently titled night, A Night, A Night at the Bar. I'm not good with titles, so please excuse me, but yay, let's go. Let me take some drinks. Okay. The first fall of snow drenched the city in puffy white flakes, and Veronica couldn't help but relate to the overwhelming onslaught of chilly winter weather. She adjusted her sunglasses and checked her phone one last time before entering the underground bar. The screen was blank. No text or call from her agent telling her the offer was all a joke. It was a quarter past ten on a Tuesday night. She couldn't remember the last time she slept. Inside the bar, the heater was on high, and a few local patrons had huddled around tables, talking whispers. Veronica didn't recognize anyone, and no one recognized her, which was perfect. No paparazzi or fans asking for pictures. The press would immediately question why she was spending a Tuesday night alone at a bar. That might be a better title. <laughs> anyway, she took a seat at the bar towards the door and removed her black coat, revealing her black turtleneck, 
giving very much Sadie Sink in the All Too Well music video, and skinny jeans underneath. Around her neck was a silver pendant, a gift her father had given her on her 19th birthday, right before she had left for California. That was six years ago, and she still hadn't contacted her father and apologized. She pictured him sitting in his chair by the window, uh, I almost do a tease, <laughs> watching sports highlights and waiting for the phone to ring. Or maybe he was watching a Western thinking of her, since he had shown her all the good Westerns and mob, movie, mob movies by the time she was 10. Veronica impatiently tapped her fingers on the bar top, which was made of glass on top of a wooden structure. Against the wall were shelves and shelves of alcohol, and on the other side of the bar was a stage that was most likely used for karaoke nights and visiting musicians or comedians. But on a Tuesday night, the bar was quiet. Veronica made sure to sit at the end of the bar closest to the door, just in case she would have to make a quick getaway. Quick getaway. One never knows when a camera could pop up, but Veronica figured none of the old men in the back would care about selling pictures of her to a needy tabloid. Tucking her sunglasses into her bag, Veronica ran her fingers through her straight brown hair and checked her phone again. She was becoming paranoid. Instead of a text or phone call from her agent, she received an email. Veronica, I'm sorry about the call earlier, her agent began. No hello, but at least you offered an apology. I didn't think you would be so upset. I know you don't want to accept the role, but I think it will be a great opportunity. Critics already say there is Oscar buzz, and they want to see more serious roles from you. There were a few more lines of the email, but Veronica deleted it right away. It was all the same shit her agent had said on the phone. She rolled her eyes. If she had to hear her agent talk about Oscar Buzz one more time, she was going to strangle him. The bartender approached her, and even though Veronica had come here a few times before, he pretended as if he did not know her. She was thankful for that. What can I get you? An old-fashioned place, Veronica said, speaking against the lump in her throat. A few moments later, the bartender was handing her the drink. She had to stop herself from guzzling it and hiding her pain in the alcohol. Veronica was lost in thought for a moment until she heard someone clearing their throat at the other end of the bar. She glanced up and saw a familiar woman nursing a beer. The other woman had wavy blonde hair, pale skin, and light gray eyes that could draw a person in. Veronica wanted to say she was beautiful, but that didn't seem like the right word to describe her. She tossed a few words around in her head and finally landed on striking. Yes, the blonde was quite striking, and Veronica felt her heart race as she took the other girl's appearance in. She looked either pissed off at the world or like she wanted to rule the world. She wore a faded gray... Led Zeppelin shirt with ripped mom jeans. Veronica Rogers? The woman whispered. Veronica was tempted to look behind her and pretend she was not famous, but she recognized the woman from somewhere. She grabbed her glass and moved down the bar towards the blonde. Do I know you? I'm Annalise Railing. The woman said, I'm a singer. Veronica nodded. She knew Annalise was last year's Grammy. She knew Annalise from last year's Grammy Awards, where she won Best New Artist following the release of her first album, A. Give me a second, because A is not italicized for your tips albums are italicized songs on the album are in quotations it was a mix of singer-songwriter intimate lyrics sung over slow guitar riffs and some more upbeat pop and rock inspired songs oh my album veronica said lying just for simplicity's sake she'd listened to the album once or twice but it wasn't the type of the music it wasn't the type of music she enjoyed before annalise could <laughs> question her interest in her music veronica glanced down at the girl's shirt and asked so did you get the lead out Annalise made a face, and Veronica wished the floor would open up and swallow her whole. She felt like she was saying all the wrong things. She was on her first date with a stranger. She desperately wanted to impress. D did you get the let out? What even? What did that even mean? She just heard her, her dad say it around the house when he was listening to the band's album. Annalise glanced down at the shirt out of confusion. Glanced down at her shirt out of confusion. Sorry, that was uh, the wrong thing to say. Veronica whispered her face a wildfire. You're all good, Annalise replied with an easy smile, and somehow that smile made Veronica feel a lot better. So, uh, how's your second album going? She figured it was a safer discussion topic. It came out two weeks ago, Annalise said, chuckling before taking a sip of her drink. Literally, no one is listening to it.
I'm sure that's not true. It's true, Annalise said, her voice full of spite. My record company fucked me over and released the album on the same day Drake's out new album came out. Who's going to listen to some 20-something complain about drama when Trump... Who's going to listen to some 20-something complain about trauma when the world's top rapper has a new album? Veronica nodded. She had heard... Although... Never mind. <laughs> Veronica nodded. She had heard horror stories about the industry ruining women's careers, whether it was through media complaints, horrible paparazzi photos, or poor career moves. She hadn't started to believe them. I got a call from my agent today, and I was not happy about it. Are they going to make a sequel to Leave Me Alone? Because I saw some people speculating. It didn't make any sense to me. No, Veronica said, cutting the girl off. The singer was referring to Veronica's movie from last year, where she played Vince Vaughn's younger sister who runs away after almost overdosing. The role landed her an Oscar nomination, but she lost to Viola Davis. Veronica had a feeling her agent wished she'd won instead. I really loved that film, Annalise said with pure admiration in her eyes. The way you captured the struggles of addiction was so realistic and almost beautiful in a way. But I had a hard time believing Vince Vaughn was your dad. I mean, you guys don't, you guys don't really look similar. My dad, Veronica asked. I was supposed to be his sister. Sister? Annalise seemed shocked, even though it was mentioned multiple times in the film. Isn't he, like, old? <laughs> Not me roasting Vince Vaughn. Listen, Vince Vaughn's the king. I love him. When I was... We had to do, like... Sorry, this is off topic. But we had to do, like, um, uh, workshops for these stories. So I, was, I was in a group with other people. So they would read my story and I would read theirs. And we gave, like, each other feedback. And then during the class, the teacher would come around and talk to each group and she was like we were already done but she was like oh do you guys want any more of my feedback and I was gonna edit this for my final so I was like yeah well, can you give me some feedback and she was like why did you pick Vince Vaughn and listen I really only picked him because Vince Vaughn is so funny to me because he was in the Psycho remake that's a shot for shot remake of the movie and I find that very funny and like my favorite podcast talks about that all the time but listen, Vince Vaughn, I would love to meet him. He seems like a nice guy. I don't know if he, there's any drama with him. Let me look it up real quick. Sorry, I'm getting off topic. I love Vince Vaughn. Hopefully. Maybe this will change my mind. Who is he married? Oh, no, his wife looks like a reasonable age. No young wife. It doesn't say his, her age. It's fine. Let's go to Wikipedia and go straight to personal life. That's what you gotta do. Listen. Oh, he did. Jennifer Aniston. Do, do, do. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. Um. <laughs> okay. He describes himself as a libertarian. He supported Republican presidential candidates. At least he didn't support Trump. Um, in June 2015, Vaughn expressed his opposition to gun control. Okay. Um, he has his blue belt in jujitsu. <laughs> and he was arrested in 2018 on suspicion of drunken driving and resisting arrest in Manhattan Beach, California. Imagine. I would have loved to see that after the resisting arrest part, not the drunk driving. After failing a sobriety test at a police checkpoint in May 2019, Vaughn was convicted of a reduced charge of reckless driving after he entered into a no-contest plea and sentenced to three years probation and ordered to undergo a three-month alcohol abuse program. Yikes. So, um, nothing too crazy. At least he wasn't, um, me too or anything. You know what? That's, that's good. 
That's good. Why was he in a Maroon 5 music video? Maybe that's the red flag. We are all avoiding. What? Okay. Um, back to, back to business. Sorry, had to make sure Vince Vaughn wasn't problematic. <laughs> but no, listen, it's one, because of the Psycho remake, and two, you will soon see why he was cast. Because, um, the movie that Veronica is talking about that she did was this Leave Me Alone movie, where, like I said, like I read earlier, she is Vince Vaughn's sister who has a drug problem. Let me go. Listen, there's a lot of lore. Off our Spotify playlist? Babe. I'm kidding. Um, I think I have some info about the movie. Okay. Alright, so I made, like, fake Wikipedia pages for Veronica and Annalise to have a bit more character. So, in ter- speaking about the agent, he was hearing rumors that casting directors were looking for a younger actress to play a drug addict in an upcoming film with Vince Vaughn already signed on. According to the script, the role of Lily was a college student who begins taking pills her freshman year. After almost overdosing, Lily drops out of college and runs away from home, leading her older brother to pick up the pieces. So, Vaughn was cast with the brother role, and despite the age gap, the agent thought was hopeful that Rogers would get the part. And let me see. And basically the reason they didn't change it to a father and daughter relationship was because the screenwriters were brother and sister and they had their own problems with addiction. So like the movie In My Universe wins best screenplay because of that. So um, <laughs> that's the reason why they don't change it to a father and daughter relationship. And Vince Vaughn was already cast. It's one of those like Jake Lloyd situations where like they like the actor so much that they're just going to keep it that way. Like they could have made it work, but it's fine. Um, so, oh my god, Vince Vaughn's character's name is Brian. I forgot I did that. Anyway, so, um, basically, yeah. So, it says she's a freshman in college. I don't know if I really believe that, but it's college age. Veronica's character starts doing drugs. She ha- almost has an overdose, causing Vince Vaughn's character, Brian, I guess, her brother to come back into the picture, and he's really worried about her. But then she runs away, kind of creates this shift between them and I think there's a mother or something so um yeah I guess her boyfriend gets her on the pills Vince Vaughn's like you gotta stop this and she's like no leave me alone hence the title of the movie she almost overdoses they she runs away I don't really know the plot of the movie I don't know how this is like a big Oscar movie every movie I'm like ooh, this got Oscar buzz like but why though I guess it's good at they they're both really good actors in the movie anyway so you know the situation where it's like oh comedy actor will upcast him we've only seen them in comedies but we'll cast them like so like adam sandler and uncut gems melissa mccarthy in that one movie where she's like oh what was that movie called can ever forgive you or something then like you know like they gotta show their that they're not just comedy so that's what i'm thinking for vince vaughn they already have him casted and then they just happen to cast veronica as well so yeah long story short that's it okay um where was i all right isn't he like old (laughs) 51 veronica couldn't help but laugh she remembered how vince had reminded her multiple times on set and even he had questioned the casting decision veronica also knew the alcohol coursing through her veins was affecting her in a way but she wasn't about to stop drinking is that all he is annalise took another swig of her drink winced and then asked the bartender for a second Wait a sec, how old are you? Veronica wanted to reply with some sappy comeback, but she just blushed and replied, 25. Oh, you seem older. She paused and realized her mistake. That's not a bad thing or anything. You just seem mature, that's all. 
but still, weird. She accepted a different drink from the bartender. Anyway, what's your news? Veronica let it aside. Maybe it was the alcohol, but she wasn't sure why she felt the need to tell this total stranger all her secrets. But Annalise wasn't a stranger. Veronica had seen her on the television, accepting her award for Best New Artist with tears in her eyes. Besides, she felt like she and Annalise had met before. Punisher things. <laughs> My agent told me there was a role for me. I'd, I'd be a single mom. She felt like she was saying a slur. Annalise didn't even need an explanation. She understood the subtext immediately. The fuck? Right? Veronica couldn't decide if she wanted to cry, laugh or cry. I mean, I'm 25 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. And they already want to give me the mother roles? My agent thinks they'll help me get an Oscar, but I already played a drug addict. What more do they want from me? Sorry if the comment about your age bothered you. Annalise apologized, but you could technically play a single mom. They make teens do that all the time on the CW. Other roast. <laughs> That's another thing. Veronica felt all of her rage bubbling up and spilling out onto the bar floor. I could still play a teenager. Look at the kids on Riverdale and Gossip Girl. They're my age playing kids in high school, but I'm supposed to be a mom. That is... Sorry, my quotation mark is out of place. She finished old-fashioned. I should have done television. Please, Annalise replied. Your face belongs on the big screen. You have this old, old Hollywood beauty that people need to see. Veronica couldn't help but blush. So what about you and this album? Just rolled her eyes. Critics hate it. Fans hate it. I think I've gone too mainstream. Then I go on Instagram or TikTok and see all these kids either covering my songs or writing their own. And the worst thing is, she continued, is that everyone in the comments is like, oh my god, you're the next Annalise Reeling, or where's the album? I feel like I'm going to get replaced with a younger, prettier version of myself. That's awful. Veronica stared her glass. Then she confessed, I don't even go on social media. Annalise leaned across the bar, her gray eyes full of secrets. They love you on there, Veronica. Twitter went crazy when the trailer for Leave Me Alone dropped, and they were making fan ed edits and stuff when the movie came out. Really? Veronica couldn't imagine a teenage audience loving a movie about a drug user running away from home. She wasn't even... Okay, but people watched Euphoria. She wasn't even sure if young kids even knew who Vince Vaughn was. Period. <laughs> That's the thing! My teacher was also like... <laughs> my teacher was also like, is that, like, maybe something... She was like... Do younger people like Vince Vaughn? Like, she was wondering if that's, like, a, like, because I don't know how old she is, but she's wondering if that's, like, a generational thing. Like, maybe younger people like Vince Vaughn. But, ma'am, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think I'm just insane. And I like Vince Vaughn. So I included him in the story. Also, like, that's so random. It's so random. That's, like, Owen oh, oh, Wilson. Wow. <laughs> then again, she had gotten her start in teen comedies, playing bit parts with funny, funny one-liners. Fans must have followed her from project to project. I'm serious, Annalise replied. I think everyone has a crush on you, and I'm sure if you took this new movie, they would love you even more. A part of Veronica wanted to ask if Annalise had a crush on her, but she decided to swallow the question. Besides, she wasn't sure if she wanted people to love her. Why'd she had started acting in the first place? She remembered watching nothing but mob movies and westerns with her dad and wondering why the women were hardly ever featured. Her and her dad liked talking movies, but Veronica had kept her dream of becoming an actress a secret. She wasn't sure why. Her father hadn't placed any expectations on her to go to college or major in something particular. Nevertheless, a few weeks after her 19th birthday, she left Washington State and her father for Hollywood with just a note on the kitchen counter telling him where she had gone. He tried to call, but she never answered. Veronica wanted to play strong female characters and make up for the lack of representation in those mob movies and westerns. Her own Leave Me Alone was like that, and she could relate to running away from home. See, it all circles back. And also, like, this, okay, here's what I'm picturing. These are the scenes I have in my mind. So, two scenes in the movie that, well, actually three, because I'm going to talk about the ending, like, in literally two seconds. Um, so, one scene is when Vince Vaughn gets the call 
or Brian, I'll call, I'll call him Brian. Brian gets the call that Lily, played by Veronica, has overdosed, or have almost overdosed. So he comes and visits her, or like, this is before she overdoses. No, I feel like it's gotta be after. Yeah, it's gotta be after. So after she's overdosed, she's like not in the hospital anymore, she's fine, but she's still like, she's not all there. She's not sure she's gonna go to rehab or not. Anyway, and he's they he starts yelling at her it's not great but it's this huge like it bill it's just this like big back and forth scene really well acted just like really high stakes like it's like a Gilmore Girls fight you just you feel the pain it's really there so that's a good scene in the movie and then another good scene in the movie is later so like I'm thinking it's gonna be a little bit dual dual timeline not dual timeline but like you see both her side and his side like you see him with his wife, him worrying about her, looking for her, her doing her own thing, getting help, moving on from the situation. I'm thinking there might also be, like, maybe the boyfriend was kind of a creep. Like, he got her on the drugs, but he was also, like, ick. So she's dealing with the drug abuse and then also this, like, sexual abuse, kind of. Or, like, emotional abuse, I guess. But she sounds like a real downer, man. I don't know if I would watch this movie. <laughs> maybe. Maybe just for Vince Vaughn. <laughs> but, um... Uh, there's a scene where she goes to, like, a rehab group, and basically why she, why Veronica was praised for this role is because she actually, like, went to these groups. She really talked with the screenwriter's personal experiences with addiction. Like, she met with people who were going through this to kind of pull from those experiences, bring them into her performance. But yeah, there's a scene in the movie where she goes to, like, a drug, like, an addiction group kind of thing, and she has, like, she has this, like, one take scene where she just breaks down but it's like it's really like not nuanced that's not the right word but it's very like subtle like it's just it's very like slow breakdown it's just a one shot it's mm, so good anyway but then yeah the ending so her role leave me alone was like that and she could relate to running away from home on the day she and Vince films filmed the reunion scene at the end of the film where their characters find each other in New York City years after her character left. So I don't know why Veronica's character is there, but I'm imagining Vince is, Vince is there with his, like, two kids and his wife for holiday. And they see each other, like... Which, bullshit. That would never happen in real life. New York is so fucking crowded around, especially around the holidays. But they see each other in the crowd, that brotherly-sisterly connection, and they just hug or... Or they even, like, just stand and look at each other. Like, mm, talk about crying. <laughs> um... Where their characters find each other in New York City years after her character left, Veronica wanted to call her dad. She even dialed the number. But as soon as she, but as soon as she heard his voice on the other end of the line, she hung up and cried herself to sleep. Did they love you? Veronica whispered. They did. Annalise was finishing her drink. They loved me and my first album. Now I'm not so sure. Why is there a quotation mark there? They were the last words Veronica remembered hearing that night. Afterwards, she figured she must have consumed more and more alcohol, because when she woke up Wednesday morning, her head was pounding and her limbs felt hollow and stiff. The morning light seeped through the windows as she winced. Her queen-size bed was empty save for her, but it looked like someone else had been there. She pushed her brown hair over her face before noticing something on her hand. Blinking a few times in a row, she managed to make out the words, Call agent and turn down roll. Then, call me. A little smiley face followed a list of digits. Veronica did what she was told, picking up her phone and calling her agent. Hey, Alan. She almost never referred to him by name. Until, um, I got your email and your calls. I don't think I can take the single mother role. You haven't even read the script, he said. Oscar buzz Ronnie, I'm telling you. Veronica hated when he called her Ronnie. The nickname was reserved for her father. 
I don't want to play a mom. I've got plenty of time left to play other types of characters. She yawned. And I'm sure I'll get my Oscar eventually. Yeah, good luck with that, he said. Whatever, I'm sure we'll go to someone else. I'll keep looking for you. One more question, Veronica said. Remember your conversation from last night? Was there is not a quotation mark there either, bitch? That is not not good because I submitted this for my final. Was Vince supposed to be my dad or brother? Huh? And leave me alone. He's my brother, right? Or was he my dad? He was your brother. Alan replied with a surprising amount of sincerity in his voice. I know, I know. They were going to get some younger guy to play him, but I guess they want to see Vince in a serious role. And also, as I said before, the screenwriters want a brother-sister relationship, not a father and daughter one. Veronica hung up on him. She didn't care why Vince Vaughn was cast, and she wished she would have just said her... He, she wished he would have just been her dad in the film. Instead, she typed in the phone number on her hand, and a familiar feminine voice answered. She didn't sound as hungover. Veronica, Annalise said, we need to talk about last night. Can I meet you somewhere? Uh, sure, yeah, was all Veronica said in response for hanging up. She stared at her list of contacts as a sinking feeling filled her body, and she realized what had occurred. Someone else had been in her bed last night, and she could not remember a thing. This is where the original story ends, but I've added some stuff because of the revisions for my final. Okay, but I like it a lot better. <laughs> Before climbing out of bed, Veronica threw caution to the wind and clicked on her father's contact. The phone rang twice before he picked up. Ronnie baby, her dad... Why would he say that? <laughs> I don't know. Her dad asked, a worry dripping from his voice. Where are you? What's going on? I'm sorry, dad. Veronica whispered with tears in her eyes. I shouldn't have left. I should have told... Imagine if she said daddy. That's real Riverdale things. <laughs> I shouldn't have left. I should have told you. We could talk about that later. Why are you on the news? Veronica sat up in bed, even though her head was pounding. What? They're talking about you. They said you were seen leaving some bar with a singer. Veronica's stomach dropped. I'm going to handle it, Dad. Please do. The other one was quiet until her dad said, Ronnie, I'm going to cry. You were really good in that movie last year. I don't care what anyone else says. You should have won the Oscar. So cute. I love them. I love that I added. Mm, so cute. I love daddy-daughter relationships. Um, now tears were falling down her face like raindrops. Thanks, Dad. I'll uh, talk to you later, okay? She hung up, tossed on her boots and a warm jacket, and left her apartment in search of Annalise. Was she not in, like in her underwear sorry she's gonna handle this just like she promised period bitch period okay so that is the short story for um for reference then let me close that out oh, someone texted me oh it was just claire liking my message it's fine and then we have this spotify playlist we're gonna move into the playlist so it's called i hate being famous um as you can tell the story deals with a lot of like how women are treated in the media. Basically, with Veronica, she ran away when she was 19. She didn't really have, like, a rough childhood or anything. There wasn't any abuse or anything. She just kind of wanted to get out. She wanted to leave. She wanted to go to California and do this. Like, she kind of wanted to be spontaneous. But she has a really close relationship with her dad, even though they haven't talked in a while. And she just really likes acting. And she wants, like, to play strong female characters. She wants to be that kind of representation. But she started in, like, teen comedies, then she did the drug movie with Vince Vaughn, and now the story takes place where she's kind of not sure what she's going to do next. She gets offered a role um, as a single mother in a movie. She's not even sure if it's, like, a main role or supporting or anything, but she knows she doesn't want to get to that point in her career where she's just playing moms. Because at some point in Hollywood, I feel like you re a lot of female celebrities reach an age that's like way too young and suddenly all they're doing is playing moms they're not given like the lead roles anymore like they used to like i don't know 
I feel like once Jennifer Lawrence has that baby, but she hasn't really been doing a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm saying. I feel like there's still, like, well, I don't really know any examples other than, like, Charlize Theron is, like, first off, a really good actress. And then, like, they wanted her to play the mom in Wonder Woman, but she was like, no, I'm not doing that. Because, <laughs> like, hello, she was literally not the age she would have been to play Gal Gadot's mom. Like, not. doesn't make any sense. So she doesn't want to play a mom. She doesn't want to be seen that way. She wants to keep playing. Not that, like, I'm playing a mom is, like, bad rep or anything for women, but, like, she wants a bit more. Because, like, she wants kind of work towards a better role for herself, I guess. And then with Annalise, she won Best New Artist at the Grammys and has kind of been struggling to make, like, a come not a comeback but kind of continue that success and so her first album did really good that's why she got the best new artist thing but then she her second album has released and not only has did it come out on the same day as drake's new album which i know timeline doesn't make sense here the story is supposed to take place january 2021 but um no covid not existing in this universe um because i am never gonna write a story where covid exists that's dumb um but and then she also, um, the album just is not be- very well received by critics. They think she's kind of doing all the same shit. She's gotten too mainstream. I'm thinking like Ed Sheeran kind of shit, but obviously not that. Um, and her music is very a la like Billie Eilish, Phoebe Bridgers, Taylor Swift Lord kind of thing. Where Lord and Billie Eilish have gotten shit for their new albums. So that's what I'm kind of getting the vibe of. And, um... Veronica, in terms of inspiration for her, I was thinking of young Mila Kunis, but I honestly don't really have any idea. She's, I say that she's got old Hollywood beauty. I don't know if that's how true that is. She's definitely beautiful. She's, like, really funny. That's my thinking with Mila Kunis, but I don't know. I'm not sure if there's any really, like, an actress I can compare her to, but yeah. So they obviously talk about, like, struggles with being famous, but they both like what they do they just don't like how they're being treated yeah so let's move in here (laughs) let's get into the playlist so the first song is california dreamin by the mamas and the papas a great song all leaves are brown (laughs) which um my sister has told me is about the war but for my case it's about moving to california like veronica does at the beginning of the story or the beginning of her career then we have a hotel california by eagles love this song um it's great is it the Eagles or just Eagles? No, I guess it's Eagles. Hmm. Interesting. Ended it up at the Hotel California. What a lovely place. Such a lovely face. But yeah, this song's really good. Again, themes of California. Um, then we have Los Angeles by Haim. Love Haim. This playlist is a bit longer because I've added some Haim songs. Um, their music, very good. I love Women in Music Part 3. Good album. So, Los Angeles, just kind of the summer, not summer, but like the vibe of the city, you know, got being famous. So, then we have California by Lord. Again, like I've said, Annalise says that she, her music is inspired by Lord, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, and Phoebe Bridgers kind of those are her inspos and then eventually after this second album bomb she's gonna transition to rock and release a new single at 
the end of 2021, right when Veronica's new movie comes out, because how the story is going to continue is basically Veronica doesn't want to be seen in public with Anne. Not that sounds really harsh. She doesn't want to be in a relationship with Annalise, and she kind of wants to cover up this thing because, like, she was seen leaving a bar drunk with this other celebrity. Like, she just doesn't want to be perceived that way. So she's gonna be cast in some, like, very like cutesy, like very straight Christmas movie with this guy, this other actor that she's worked with before to kind of save her image there. But then Annalise is going to try to continue to be successful by switching to, um, switching to rock music. Um, and then she really, so the Christmas movie comes out in like December-ish. That's when her new song comes out. Perfect timing. <laughs> so California, I think is a really good song. First off, people shit on solar power. I thought it was a good album, whatever. You all can hate me. Um, but I like this song. I think it's good. Um, honestly, I should have listened to it. I just listened to California by Lord. <laughs> um, I'm back. So, yeah, basically just, I think this song, if it were not about California, would be somewhere else because... It also has a vibe of, like, I'm in love with someone, but I can't be with them. Like, that kind of vibe, which is towards the end of the playlist, so I think I would have it there. But instead, like, you know, California, I want to move there. We're going to be famous. Duh. All right. Then we have Pink Pony Club, which is a bop by Chappelle Roan. I want to say that's how you pronounce her name. Found her on TikTok. Unfortunately, no, kidding, unfortunately. But I found her on TikTok, and this song is so good. It starts out kind of slow, but then it is very good. Just about, like, dreaming about moving to, I think she moves to Santa Monica in the song? And leaves Tennessee. So kind of like, in the story, Veronica leaves Washington State to go to Los Angeles. So, yeah. And in the song, it's talking about her mom being disappointed in her, but I think... I don't think the dad would be disappointed. Like, he seems like a very loving, accepting guy. I still haven't figured out the reason why she just left cleaning out of the blue. Maybe she thought her dad would want to come with her. Hmm. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> Alright. Um, next song is Love It If We Made It by Irina Sawayama, which is a cover of a song by the 1975 didn't know that until like five minutes ago when I looked it up so um honestly I just listened to the song first off I love Rina Sawayama if you have not listened to her album babes go listen to it because it is so fucking good like every song on the album is amazing no skip album like genuinely I love it so much um this song is off the deluxe edition of the album and looking at the lyrics um what the fuck Unfortunately, Rita did not write it, but it's a cover. Do they have the credits? Like, could I see that? Is this going to play the song? I hope not. Go to show credits. Perfect. Yes, it was written by the guys from 1975. I think. I don't know. But it's not written by her. So, yeah, this song, I just see it as like. So, the first five songs I just told you about are moving to California, this dream about being famous, and then we're like, okay, we want to be famous, and, like, we're going to be famous. That's kind of the dream. Then we have number seven, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. I want to do some Britney in this, um, just because I feel like, you know, 
when we're talking about women scorned by the media, Britney is obviously, like, pretty up there. So, I figured, like, maybe one more time was, like, her entrance onto the scene. So, I figured that'd be a good spot here. It doesn't really fit, but, like, in terms of being famous and, like, releasing stuff that, like, made you famous, I think this song is good. So, like, this song is, like, we have made it. We are famous. So we're on the map. Kind of, like... Moving delay, Veronica's kind of doing these, like, shitty roles, and then we kind of got, like, boom, Oscar nomination for playing a drug addict with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> and then we're at the top of our game, baby! We got Material Girl by Madonna. Material Girl! Should I add that to the playlist? Wait a second. Material Girl! I got Chanel now, boots. Well, you know, I just want the, I just want the tickets. Material girl. Material girl. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eat sued. <laughs> um. Anyway, so first off, Material Girl by Madonna is a bop, and basically just like. You know what? I'm famous. I'm rich. I'm a rich bitch. But also, like, men, you need to respect me. Period. And then we've got Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Obviously, the epitome of I'm a rich bitch song. Then we've got Boss Bitch by Doge Cat. A great song as well. She really ate that up. And that was, like, that was from the Birds of Prey um, <laughs> soundtrack. And I every time I listen to the song, I can picture the scene of Harley Quinn, like, dancing in the bar. I gotta watch that movie again. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> material <laughs> Material <laughs> Oh my god, I'm losing it. Anyway, so yeah, then we got Boss Bitch by Doge Cat, which is just like, you know, we're on the top of our game, we're famous, we really can't go downhill from here. Um, except we can. <laughs> then we've got Applause by Lady Gaga from the art pop era. Mike's Mike would be proud of me. But um this song, really good. Um just again being on the top of our game everyone loves us everyone thinks we're super talented and then we've got circus by britney spears all eyes on me in the center of the ring just like a circus they're watching me um kind of like they're kind of waiting for me to slip up make a mistake almost but like still i'm super famous so then right through you by alanis morissette a great song i will defend alanis and this song till i die because this like dude <laughs> I am obsessed with this song because I think it's a really good look at, like, pre-Me Too movement, how women are treated. It's not so much, like, the abuse, but, like, basically how these men want to take credit for what she's doing. And then she comes back to him at the end of the song and is like, mm, you're sad because you wouldn't help me and now I'm super famous, so what are you gonna do? And, like, you didn't take me seriously or anything. So... I don't know why it's here specifically. It can maybe go back up here. Like, if we're thinking timeline-wise, she moves to California, and then maybe right through you would be there. But now I think, like, people are like, why were you just doing, like, you will never make it, and then now she has made it, so people are like, okay, well. Also, it's like, I think the pairing works here, because this song, and then it's right, then the right next song is Man from the Magazine by Haim. And I think it works. Just being mistreated in the media. So yeah, then we've got Man from the Magazine. Um, a great song as well. And I love it so much. And didn't realize they said see you next Tuesday at the end of the song. Oops. <laughs> um, but 
this song is just like how women are treated and how they kind of have to keep a straight face when people are saying like shit to them. I think right after I'm done filming this, I'm going to listen to the song because it's very good. Then we move into mental health crisis. We've got a bunch of sad songs here. So we've got Nothing New by Taylor Swift featuring Phoebe Bridgers. What a great song. This song inspired the short story and then this the short story inspired the playlist that I'm currently telling you about. This song, you know, met all my expectations and more. I knew that it was going to be about the media and thinking, like, because Taylor Swift literally thought she was going to be done, like, after Red. Like, she thought her career was over when she turned 21, I mean, 22. Um, hence the song. But this song is, like, all about how women are treated in the media, in it be when they're famous, stuff like that. How, like, they basically, like, expire at a certain point. Or, like, if they don't keep changing their act, people are going to get bored of them. And I love that it's so good and then we've got the bridge which really i think um meets with annalise's thoughts in the story where it's like you think you're gonna get replaced by someone and you're not sure like how much longer you're gonna be famous for you still miss me once they drive me out love it now we've got stone at the nail salon by lord another solar power song i'm a solar power girl even though i haven't listened to her other albums don't crucify me please <laughs> Um, but Stone at the Nail Salon by Lord, very sad song. Basically, I think it's just about, like, getting away. So I think what happened with Lord is, like, the success of melodrama, after the success of melodrama, she kind of, like, left public eye. And that's what I'm thinking here. Like, yeah. Just kind of, like, wanting to get away from the pressure of the media and stuff like that. And then we have Mirrorball by Taylor Swift. Can I keep continuing to impress you? Can I keep all the eyes on me kind of thing? Kind of going back to Circus by Britney Spears. Like, can I keep being the center of attention? Then we've got Savior Complex by Phoebe Bridgers. Actually, why is this song on here? We're going to get rid of that. Um, <laughs> bye, bitch. Bye. And then, actually, we have Pavarazzi by Lady Gaga. Why is this song on here? Actually, no idea. Paparazzi, I think, is a more, like, we got applause, and then Paparazzi's, like, Paparazzi, okay, the negative side of being famous, like, everyone's obsessed with you, but you don't like it, like, she doesn't know if she wants to be loved, then, we've got the Forbidden Romance section, um, that's, I think, the rest of the playlist until the very end, um, We've got Dancing With Our Hands, Tied by Reputation. You can't do I Hate Being Famous playlist without some reputation. Hello. Um, Dancing With Our Hands, Tied, which is like, I have a secret relationship, but for the sake of the public, which I think this is why paparazzi goes right before. For the sake of the public, I have to be like, hush, hush about the relationship. You can't really show it. And then I Know Places, again, the paparazzi is after me and we have to hide. I personally do not like this song, but I think it works really well on this playlist. Then we have Can't Make You Love Me by Britney Spears. Can't make you love me. I'm just a girl with a crush on you. I listen to this playlist. It's so good. <laughs> um, just banger after banger. So, Can't Make You Love Me. I originally thought it would be like, I can't make the public love me. Which, you know, could be. But the song also has like, I'm just a girl with a crush on you. And I think it is also... The Veronica and Annalise storyline, plotline thing. But, like, they're struggling. And then we've got The Very First Night by Taylor Swift on the vault. Tracks from Red. 
Um, which, in my opinion, is about, again, a secret, secret celebrity relationship, which apparently might, this song apparently might be about Harry Styles. We don't know. We don't know. Why is it on Red, then? Could also be about Connor Kennedy. We don't know. But, yeah, so, this is, like, I think this is post the Night at the Bar, the thing I just read to you, and then it's, like, I wish we could have that again, because what I'm thinking for the rest of the story is Veronica kind of goes on with her life. She continues being successful, but her life is kind of always intertwined with Annalise because of this, like, big media thing. And then eventually they keep finding each other. So, a, like, a little, it's, it's inspired by the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but Annalise and Veronica never get to that point where they are, like, together together. They have, like, they might hook up a few times. Like, their lives just, like, always seem to... They always seem to find a way back to each other, if that makes sense. Then we've got Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Um, I had a few other Phoebe Bridgers on, songs on this playlist, but I think this one really fits because of the line. Um, um, oh, what is it? Shit, I gotta look up the words. Give me one sec, because I'm not gonna play it. Punisher lyrics. Um, love this song, by the way. It's very sad. What if I told you I feel like I know you, but we never met? There's a line in the story... That is kind of applying that. So, like, Veronica and Annalise immediately have this connection, even though they've never met before, and they're kind of in different fields of celebrityism. You know what I mean? Like, Annalise is a singer, Veronica's an actress. Like, it's very different, obviously, but they still feel like this connection to each other, both romantically and platonically. Then we have Delicate by Taylor Swift. Um, another great song about a forbidden romance, but this is a bit more like, I don't have a great reputation, but you still like me. Dude, this song is so sad. Not sad, but, like, if you think about it too hard, it can make you sad. So, um, yikes. Okay, sorry, I'm going brain dead. I can't be recording much longer. Um, uh, oh my god. But what I'm thinking is this could either be about, so, after the whole hubbub thing with Veronica and Annalise, Veronica's gonna be in this Christmas movie with this guy named Stephen Blake, or Stephen Black. And he's this guy she's worked with previously. They had, like, a relationship in the past movie they did. But they're going to have, like, a public relationship now to kind of promote the movie they're doing. And to kind of show that Veronica's not into Annalise at all. It's not really a gay thing. But, like, it's not like, oh, is she gay or is she not? It's more like, no, she's not with Annalise. This didn't happen. She's with this guy. Although it's kind of rooted in homophobia. Rip. Um, but it could be like that where she, she's like, oh, do you like me? Even though we're trying to fix my reputation. Or it could, of course, be about Annalise. Like, you like me for me even though I'm famous but Annalise is also famous so it makes no sense but then we have All That Ever Mattered by Haim a great song again please listen to the album it's very good <laughs> um oh was you baby but um basically like when when we're not like famous or successful anymore we'll still have each other that's what I mean when they're like I think at the end of the story if I continue to keep writing it they will end up together obviously that's the end goal and then we have Call It What You Want by Taylor Swift, running away together, forbidden romance, no one physically saw me for a year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had a few other songs like Peace in the Lakes because those give me very much like running away with your beloved because you people don't want to see you in person. You don't want to be seen in person with this person you love, if that makes sense, but I think Call It What You Want kind of encapsulates it. And then we've got The Lucky One by Taylor Swift, 8th Grade Me is Shaking, I love this song. Um, just all about being famous and being treated and being by the public and being replaced because you feel like you're going to expire 
And oh my goodness, a great ending. I like that I changed that because I think that's a good ending to the playlist. So <laughs> that was the short story. And then the playlist that was inspired by it. You can just look up Riley or I Hate Being Famous on Spotify and I think you can find it. Material girl. 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 Material Okay, so um thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Um go listen to my playlist. Go ahead listen to I Hate the Beatles. So um yeah, I will see you all next time. Bye!